Hello and welcome to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. This is episode 42. I am your host, Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, November 11th, 2021. It is the 36th day, the glorious mysteries in Thanksgiving of our 54-day Rosary Novena. For the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary by the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world, in the manner requested by Our Lady of Fatima, which will end these chastisements, prevent greater chastisements, and result in the conversion of Russia to the Catholic faith and a period of world peace. I unite this rosary with all the rosaries offered for the same intention. We're going to continue to discuss Fatima Water. This article is entitled Fatima Water the Spring by David Rodriguez from the Fatima Center. A Theological Reflection, Part 2. Earlier this week, we celebrated the 100th anniversary of when water began to miraculously flow at the Covadira in Fatima, where Our Lady appeared in 1917. Today, we continue our historical and theological reflections by focusing on Our Lady's choice of a spring for this miracle. Water always points to baptism. Why might Our Lady have chosen the miracle of flowing water? There are certainly the obvious considerations, such as practical need of the pilgrims and the fact that water is the matter in baptism. Water cleanses us and gives life on the natural level, as does baptism at the supernatural level, and so will our current age be cleansed and given life when men conform their lives to the message of Fatima and the hierarchy consecrates Russia to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. The selection of water connects Fatima to all those typological events in the Old Testament and church history related to baptism. Many of these events are well known to Catholics such as Noah and the Ark, Moses passing through the Red Sea, Joshua crossing the Jordan River, Naaman the leper washing in the Jordan, and our Lord's own baptism by St. John. This connection is further confirmed by the fact that the Fatima Basilica is dedicated to St. John the Baptist. Each of these events point to the threat of death, a trial that must be passed, and new life. All but eight perished in the deluge. Only those who obeyed God were saved. Naaman, would have died in his infirmity had he not had a change of heart and obeyed God's prophet. Our Lord's baptism prefigures his descent into limbo, the realm of the dead, and ultimate conquest of death. Similarly, the message of Fatima reveals terrible chastisements threatening all of mankind if we do not cease offending God. Yes, we are currently enduring a great trial, and it is only by faithfully obeying heaven's command that our world can have new life, a period of world peace, in which Russia is converted and the Immaculate Heart triumphs. Baptism brings new life. Christendom was only able to rise out of the ashes of the Greco-Roman pagan world through baptism. Today, our world drowns in a neo-paganism far worse than that which afflicted ancient times, for modern man has consciously rejected the incarnate God who died for him. He has dethroned Christ the King in favor of an atheistic, hedonistic, secular worldview. When the triumph which Our Lady promised at Fatima comes about, humanity will return en masse to the salvific waters of baptism. Finally, this baptism link evokes many famous baptisms throughout the history of the Church. In particular, I see a parallel between Catholic prophecy linked to Fatima and Clovis baptism by St. Remigius, 25 December 496 AD. Clovis was king of the Franks. He embraced the Catholic faith on account of, one, the holy example of his wife, St. Clotilda, a type for Our Lady, two, the tutelage of his bishop, St. Remigius, a type for a holy pope, and three, a decisive military victory over the Alemanni, Battle of Tobiak. 
we await a new Christendom. The Franks were the first pagan barbarians in the West to become Catholic. Through Clovis, Christendom, a new Catholic world, began to arise out of the barbarian devastated ruins of the Roman Empire. This is why France is called the eldest daughter of the church, or we might even say in the context of today's article, the first daughter of the Cathedral of Rome. Numerous credible Catholic prophecies predict a holy king and a holy pope who will work together to restore the church and the world. It is prophesied that he will be a French king, Clovis and Charlemagne both serve as types for him. Likewise, Catholic prophecy speaks of revolutions ravaging France and Italy and rivers of blood flowing in Paris when this king comes to the fore. Given current world events, such a scenario seems quite plausible in the near future. This good French king will have to fight military battles, and he will be victorious by divine assistance. I suspect he will finally offer fitting reparation for the grave sins of his ancestors, who failed to consecrate France to the Sacred Heart, Louis XIV, XV, and XVI, by aiding the Pope in the proper consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart. This future king and pope will be instrumental in the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and bring about the period of world peace guaranteed by Our Lady. Cleansing water is a powerful symbol for purity. Furthermore, it cannot be a coincidence that Our Lady also chose to provide miraculous water at Lourdes. By her similar action, she draws a direct connection between the two apparitions. Lourdes necessarily came first, as there she confirmed the truth of her Immaculate Conception. She gave the church time to reflect upon this mystery and develop this devotion. Then, like a good mother, she taught her children an even deeper truth. At Fatima, she revealed the truth and importance of her Immaculate Heart. It is precisely through devotion to her Immaculate Heart, specifically through Russia's consecration in the first Saturday devotion, that God will save the world. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. So let's do our part, friends. Pray that rosary every single day. Make the first five Saturday's devotions, and if you've already done five, keep going. God love you for all of your efforts. And please share this podcast around. Follow us at Fatima Podcast on Twitter. And I would like to conclude by offering up an Ave Maria in honor of Our Lady. And prayer honoring St. Joseph as well, since we're still in the year of St. Joseph. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri, Amen. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness, hear and answer me. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to episode 42 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Goodbye. And God love you.